Hello there, I'm your host, McNeil Mulliken, and you are listening to the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Here I invite different people to talk about all topics relating to cinema. Visit the McNeil and Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com to learn more about the podcast and where you can find episodes. You can support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by following or subscribing on the platform you listen to podcasts and by leaving a rating or a review. You can also support the McNeil and Friends podcast by telling your friends. And if you don't have any, you can tell your family. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Season 4 of the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Throughout the season, we're going to be talking about new movie releases, topics relating to the new releases, and fun random topics pertaining to movies. Today, I'm here with my friend Becca, and we're here to talk about our top 10 favorite Pixar movies. How's it going, Becca? It's going well. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on the show. It's your first time on, and we're uh, talking about Pixar. I'm a big fan of Pixar. I know you are, too, so talk a little bit about why you like Pixar. Yes, I love Pixar. In fact, I've just been looking forward to this conversation to just sit down with someone and nerd out about Pixar. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, yeah, Pixar is uh, really nostalgic for me because I grew up in like the early era of Pixar. I'm 21, so I was, uh, I guess the first one I was around for was like the incredible, no, not before that, I guess it would have been Nemo and hmm. Monsters, Inc., whatever, so... Nemo was actually the first one I saw in the theaters. It was like the first movie I ever saw in the theaters. Oh, cool. So, yeah. It's, uh, so, the age difference here. My first movie in the theater was Bambi. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 37 and I got two kids. So, my, I think this will be cool because my um, take on Pixar is probably like the things I like about it will be different just because I'm watching it probably from a different angle and like a, we would talk even as we came in about just like the parent aspect of sometimes watching yeah. these shows but um so I've always loved Disney and obviously Pixar came a little bit later on in my life but I remember before we had kids I would tell my husband Nathan I can't wait till we have kids so we have an excuse to watch these kid movies because yeah. <laughs> they always look so not that I couldn't have and I could have but um, I thought like, okay, if I'm going to the theater and watching a Pixar movie, if I have kids, at least like that is more yeah. understandable, but I would watch them even before too. But then I read the book, um, Creativity Inc. Okay. By Ed Catmull. Yeah. Um, and man, I just fell in love with Pixar, even yeah. though I'd, I had already had because of their movies, just knowing what they think, how they run their company, um, how they value the story, how they treat um, their employees. For the most part, I know there's been some controversy, but um, so it just was, I just really fell in love with Pixar from reading that. And then I kind of saw their movies in a different light after okay. that. Yeah, I've been curious to check that out because I, I know you told me about that before mm -hmm. we were messaging about it. Um, yeah, I need to check that out because I like Pixar a lot. I think they have... Um, primarily like really good messaging in their movies and mm -hmm. I think they have uh, messages that are really positive for kids especially in um, some on my list that we'll uh, talk about but uh, uh, did you see Luca I did what'd you think of I Luca? saw it with my children um, so obviously I shouldn't say obviously I shouldn't say that it's not on my top 10 mm -hmm. but um, I did enjoy it it was a cute story um, I did think it was cool that you can take something like platonic friendships and look into that and see 
um, how how that works as kids. Because my son, he's seven, and I'm watching him develop friendships with other kids before yeah. like girls get involved and all these things in their lives. So I did think that was neat, and um, I, I like how they explored that. Um, at first when it when it started and they like turned into this or they were the sea monsters i was like what is this I yeah didn't really i know much about way. it <laughs> and then they turn into the humans and i i'm like okay so it, it was like it was fun i guess i would yeah. say like it was fun enjoyable i wasn't bored yeah i was a little bored like kind of the part you're talking about in the yeah. beginning where it was just a sea monster thing going on yeah. i was like i i'm not super interested in this mm-hmm. and then they went into the land and i was like okay like this is all right um Overall, it was kind of just average mm-hmm. Pixar for me. It wasn't like amazing, wasn't terrible by any means, but you know, I, I enjoyed it enough, but mm-hmm. it's also not in my top yeah. 10 either. I thought it was just kind of basic. Yeah. And same. Like a cute little summer movie. Yeah. That yeah. was great. My kids really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Well, I just, I guess, watch them by myself. I don't have kids, <laughs> yeah. obviously. So, <laughs> um, so do you have any honorable mentions? Okay, so I have one that probably should have made my list. So if there's any Pixar lovers out there, I'm sorry. Uh, It just is not one that I personally love. And this is my list, right? So it's up. It did not make my top 10. Now, I did love the first, what is it, 8, 10 minutes. It's like its own short. Like I feel like that could be a short. And although it would be a pretty sad one, I guess, because they do (laughs) resolve it by the end of the movie. But um, I feel like that was the most intriguing part and then after that i don't know i just i'm the same average. way yeah everybody loves that movie i think it's good like but it's another one i think is kind of average pixar you know um yeah like the first eight ten minutes like you said that's the best part of the movie mm-hmm. i think if that was the whole movie it would have been so much better because mm-hmm. then i was like i don't care about this adventure go back to what was happening before you know right um but yeah that's also an honorable mention for me okay um I'm going to throw in a couple others for yeah. me. I put in the original Toy Story oh, as an honorable wow. mention. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, we are going to have words later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cars, even though like I liked it more when I was a kid than I do now. I feel mm-hmm. like that one was definitely more for kids than it is, um, I guess, all audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, Coco, I like that one. Um, and then Onward. I think I liked Onward a little bit more than most people did, it seems. Yeah, I did but. not like Onward. I, I don't know. I think I like just like the magic yeah. part of it. It was in like it, I could I was intrigued. So it yeah. kept my attention. I think the the ending just was really it really bothered me. Like how you got two seconds of kind of seeing him actually finally get to talk to. Yeah. His dad. Yeah. Fair enough. And I'm like yeah. what? It almost was like we got to end this movie. So let's just end it quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I could see that. Uh, so uh so what is your uh, going in top 10 here? What's your number 10? All right. So my number 10 is Toy Story 4. Okay. And can cool. I tell you this was very, very difficult. Oh, I bet. It yeah. was so hard to like, especially in my bottom five. I feel like a lot of these could all be depending in on the different day. spots. Yes. Yeah. But I am going, I feel confident now. So Toy Story 4 is my number 10. I know that one is like kind of polarizing with mm-hmm. audiences. People seem to love or hate it because mm-hmm. I have friends that absolutely hate Toy Story 4 and then I know people who love it mm-hmm. but there's nobody in the middle so yeah obviously you really like it so which yeah, one would you I'm like actually, about that one so I love the Toy Story franchise yeah. uh, which you'll find out but I don't think that it should be up with the other three because 
it doesn't it seems kind of like an like an add-on okay so it seems like it was a trilogy and then they were like okay let's do this add-on movie yeah um but the movie itself was great it was funny i love the key and peel element with yeah. their little characters yeah, they're funny i mean guys. so funny my kids they will like reenact some of their scenes at home because mm-hmm. it was just so funny so i feel like the creativity of it um the the whole forky like bringing that in and um and yeah. part of it everything i say will be through my eyes but also seeing through my kids eyes too right yeah um and seeing them just eat that up and kind of continuing that story i love that they have been able to maintain the same actors throughout all these years yeah I mean, that's amazing especially because they have tom hanks yes tom hanks is awesome yes um, yeah, I really like Toy Story 4. We, we uh, I guess, may or may not see that on my list later on. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> my number 10 is Incredibles 2. Okay. Um, I actually didn't get around to seeing this one when it came out because I was like, I don't know if The Incredibles needs a sequel, you know, because yeah. the first one was so good. And I was drained of all the Pixar sequels, like Cars mm-hmm. 2. I was like, this is trash. Um, oh, what was some of the... Finding Dory, I was like, yeah. I don't know if yeah. either of these are on your list. But um, some of the um, sequels, I was just like, kind of like, I, it's just not the same as the first, but mm-hmm. I still don't think it's quite as good as the first. But I still really liked it because, um, it, it expanded. I thought on like on the superhero world that was already there in the first. There was a really interesting villain that kind of, I guess, brought about the idea of the like the different perspectives of different or having superheroes in this world, and people were kind of like, uh, we think superheroes should be around. Some people were thinking the opposite. So it kind of reminded me of Captain America: Civil War in that sense, yeah. but um. Yeah, I really liked it. It might be a bit too complex for like the target audience, but like it was really long for a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. And there were so many like deep kind of almost borderline political themes with like if superheroes should exist or not. So, I mean, you might have some something to add to that about going a little bit over kids' heads, but mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think a little. My kids prefer The Incredibles over The Incredibles too, mm-hmm. but um, it's still, I, I get, I agree with you that I love that world. I love how they created it, and we might talk about that later. I'm assuming, okay, possibly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they they're kind of like, eh, with that one, and yeah. for everyone, and maybe you too. They're seven and five, so that's their age range when they're watching these things. Yeah. That's about how old I was when I saw the first Incredibles. Wow. Maybe a little younger. I think I, was, I might have been four. That's I think. Awesome. But yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I looking back on it that I didn't go see the Incredibles two because I really liked the first. Mm-hmm. But again, I was kind of skeptical because I was like, I don't think this needs a sequel. Yeah. But I was proved wrong, and I really liked it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, what's your number nine? All right, number nine is Ratatouille. Okay. So uh, I admittedly saw Ratatouille a long time ago so I rewatched it recently so and actually my kids had just seen it recently too they they loved that I was doing this because I was watching so many Pixar movies so they were yeah. like jumping on board and watching all these with me it was really cute this morning even Logan was like when are you doing the podcast I'm like today he's like oh man <laughs> he was enjoying it so much yeah so they they kind of had just watched Ratatouille too and um I watched it in parts. So I, I watched the first half and then I watched the second half a couple weeks later and I was still like immediately drawn back in. It was beautiful. I liked yeah. how pretty it was. Um, it's creative. I mean that you're going to be, able, we can say that about every single one of these movies, but oh yeah, for sure. just so uh, creative with the little mouse and the little chef, how you call them little chef. And yeah. now I, I did think like, 
okay the controlling of the hair like really in my realistic side or my literal yeah. side like you can't that's not possible but i'm this like this is okay. stupid <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a movie um but it still made my top 10 because i just love the themes i loved um the beauty of it and um just that the the idea that anyone including this little rat mm-hmm. can cook and and that you can apply that to anything of course yeah. and i think that's the point yeah i there's a a lot that I, I took away from uh, Ratatouille that I guess I'll also get into later for okay. that one. <laughs> um, but my number nine is uh, Monsters, Inc. All right. This one's really nostalgic for me. It was one of the first that I saw. I think it came out in 2001. So I would have been one. So I didn't see it then. Okay. But I saw it a couple years later, like after I saw Nemo. And so I had this one on repeat a lot growing up. Um, I think this one's a really good example of how Pixar takes a really simple um real life fantasy that kids have about monsters um Mm -hmm. in their closet or underneath their bed and kind of make a really compelling story out of it which i think is what pixar really excels at because they have these really relatable concepts that kids are drawn to and um make them something more interesting than what they really are in real life i feel like Mm -hmm. um because you know like watching monsters inc as a kid i was like yeah uh I've thought about monsters being in my closet. I didn't think about there being this world where they come from, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, obviously now I don't think about monsters in my closet. (laughs) But but it was, uh, it's interesting. I thought that was um, really cool. I love the characters like um, Sully and Mike are awesome. I think they're one of the best duos in Pixar. It's just a fun story overall and I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I like rewatching it. So yeah, that's, um, that's my number nine. It probably should have been an honorable mention for me because I do love monsters inc and it's not on my top 10 but i agree with everything you're saying and i love i love how they even flip it and it's like the monsters are afraid of the kids yes yeah (laughs) creative (laughs) right yeah yeah i love that one i know a lot of people my age are big fan of it um because it came out right around the time we were really young so uh so yeah what's your number eight all right my number eight is toy story three oh okay um Again, love Toy Story. Uh, this one is a tough one for parents to watch. Uh, I was actually just re-watching it. I told you this morning and like getting out of my car to even come in here. And I was like, oh my word, like the end <laughs> is just so sad. Yeah. Um, but what a beautiful end. I just think the whole idea of kids and their toys and mm. kind of the moving on from that because you have to, you have to, the kids grow up. And um, that by the end, these toys even have to realize that it's better to move on. It's better to go to a different kid than to stay just, you know, with with this grown up kid, like for the rest of their little toy lives. Yeah. But then also just um, and I might get into this later, but how Pixar does such a good job of including parents. And I think that's why, you know, someone like me just loves to even sit and talk about it because um you have so many times in these Pixar movies and this is definitely included where you sense as a parent that like emotion of what probably not the kids are totally understanding yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of helps you maybe even process that. But like when the mom walks in and she just looks around the room and it's empty and the boy, Andy, he's about to go to college and he's just like, mom, it's okay. You know, mom, it's fine. But she's taking it all in. And I get that, you know, like I'm like, I'm at the stage where I see Logan and Lilia playing with their toys right now. And I know that's not going to last forever. So it can make me even try to enjoy that more with them. So 
as you can see, it's all, it's all also very, you know, philosophical for me as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could imagine like later on, like if I had kids growing up, um, that I could watch Toy Story movies or other Pixar movies in a different light. Mm -hmm. Cause like right now I'm in like this awkward phase when I'm watching Pixar movies cause I'm not a little kid, mm -hmm. but I'm not at the age where I'm a parent yet either. So it's like, I'm just this 21 year old college student watching Pixar movies <laughs> with my parents. <laughs> so, um, but I guess my parents probably get that same kind of, yeah. um, I guess theme from yeah. it as well. But, uh, and Hey, maybe someday Logan will watch movies with me. So that's encouraging that yeah. you still do that with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> we try to most nights each week. Try to. That's fine. So, yeah. But eventually I'll move out and yeah. I won't be doing that anymore, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, my number eight is not Toy Story 3, but Toy Story 2. All right. Um, this is a, another one that I guess I didn't entirely grow up with the Toy Story movies. Like my nostalgic Pixar movies were other ones in that era, mm -hmm. except Toy Story for some reason. I just didn't, I never gravitated towards them as much, but I still really like them. But I don't think as much as some other people. Um, but Toy Story 2, I really liked. When I rewatched earlier this year I didn't remember anything of it I knew I had seen it or like little bits and pieces I could remember but um it was like watching it again for the first time really and this might I guess it's probably an unpopular opinion that I, I like it better than the first mm -hmm. and I think it's like a significant upgrade from the first I think mm -hmm. because I don't have the nostalgia for the first one I kind of can just kind of watch it for what it is mm -hmm. as like somebody with no emotional attachment to it or um you know, I, I don't have kids either, so just a single dude watching it, and I'm just like, it's Toy Story. And then mm -hmm. Toy Story 2, I was like, this one's deeper. This mm -hmm. one has more characters that are interesting as well. It has more depth, has more heart. So I think uh, it's probably an unpopular opinion, but I like Toy Story 2 better than Toy Story. You think mm -hmm. that's kind of the unpopular opinion? But I, I, I don't know. Maybe. But... Uh I have more. I agree with you, and I am actually gonna speak more on that later. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So I agree. You had Toy Story the first one in your list already, didn't you? Or I have not said it yet. Okay. No, you said Toy Story three. <laughs> Toy yeah. Story Toy four. Story four was ten. Toy Story three was eight. Okay. Gotcha. So I've got Toy Story two at eight. So we've at talked eight. about three of yes. the four thus far. Yes. Um. So is. Any of the Toy Stories, your number seven? <laughs> no, okay. not yet. <laughs> so what's your number seven? <laughs> My number seven is Coco. Okay, So that was cool. your honorable mention. Yeah. But I really like Coco. But I will say I am giving it number seven for its visuals. Yes. I love the yeah. story, but I think its visuals were unreal. Yeah, they're some of the best Pixar's ever done. Yes. For sure. So everything, I take into account everything mm -hmm. in my top ten. And, and I just was like, I can't get past the brilliance of that. Now I yeah. love the story too. So, you know, and actually there was a quote, I think it was Ed Catmull that said this, that he realized early on that, um, if the story is good enough, people don't, they will allow mistakes kind of in yeah. the visuals that, mm -hmm. you know, we've just don't even pick up on because exactly. the story yeah. is so good. And I love that they focus on that. But in this case, um, I just thought that the visuals were so breathtaking. Yeah. Um, when it first came out in previews, again, kind of like the Luca thing, I was like, mm -hmm. what is this? Like, yeah. there's these skeletons walking around. I don't know if yeah. my kids are going to like this. Yeah. And then we watched it together. My kids were a little young when they watched it. But um, 
and I really enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. thought the the mystery of trying to figure out like who was his actual dad yeah. was really fun. And um, you know, I love music. So yeah. the 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 fact that at the end, you know, music was the thing that brought their family back back together yeah, was, was really cool. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I love the visuals of that movie too. They were like some of the best Pixar's done. There's like so much detail and all of it. Like there's vibrant colors and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I guess the only reason I was an honorable mention for me was because I found myself predicting it all yeah. the way through and I was like, this is going to happen, yeah. this is going to happen, this is going to happen and then it would constantly happen. So I was like, again, as a kid's movie. Yeah. But I was like, I figured out who his dad yeah. was going to be from like earlier on yeah. and all this stuff. So I was like, it's fun. I enjoyed it. It's good, but I like the visuals a lot mm-hmm. and the music was good too. So, yeah. um, and I like it's messaging about music. Like you said, it was really cool. Um, but yeah, that's a that was an honorable mention for me. That was your number seven. Number seven. Cool. Yep. And what's yours? Toy Story three. All right. Yeah. So um, another great Toy Story movie. This is the one that people always talk about. Like generally, mm-hmm. I think they say it's either this or the original or the the best. Mm-hmm. It seems at least. And to me, like I really like it. But I think part of the reason I don't like them quite as much as some others, like why these aren't like in my top five or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're all kind of similar. The mm-hmm. first three, at least, they're really similar. Um. Because it's kind of like the same story, just they ex- expand and add more each time. I feel like, um, so I didn't get like the um, same emotion factor that everybody else had. Yeah. And I was like, they're not gonna kill these toys off. There's no right. way they're not gonna burn <laughs> them to death. This is a kids' movie, <laughs> and so I was like, what are the are the aliens coming back to get them? And then they're like, oh, and the aliens show yeah. back up, and I was like, yeah, okay, there we go. I was yeah, like, they're awesome. So, <laughs> but I did really like Lotso. I thought Lotso mm-hmm. was a great villain. Um, and like like I said, like they added more to the this Toy Story world, and I thought it did a great job of like wrapping up these first three movies really well. And yeah. I didn't think they needed a, a fourth one, honestly. Yeah, a but, lot of people um, say that. Yeah, everybody. I was that's why I didn't go see the fourth one in the mm-hmm. theaters. I watched all the Pixar movies this year mm-hmm. that I hadn't seen leading up, so we could do this. Um, and so I was like kind of dreading going into Toy Story four because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like they wrapped it up so well. What else do they have to do? Yeah, but. Yeah, so uh, Toy Story 3. I really like it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite like my top five like it probably would be for most people, but um, it was your number eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Eight. All right. So uh, what's your number six? All right. So that's Toy Story 2. Okay. So sorry, everyone, for all these Toy Stories, but they are kind of <laughs> what made Pixar yeah. who they are. So yeah. uh, I agree. Toy Story 2, and I'll explain why it's not higher later, mm-hmm. but um, was so good. I thought it was so clever. I was just engaged from the minute it started. I actually agree that there's probably aspects of it that are better than the first one. Yeah. But again, I'll have to explain. I'll have to explain okay. later <laughs> why it's not above Toy Story for me. But um, and just the and and this goes with all of Pixar how they have these moments. I just love. I thought it was so funny when they're trying to cross the street and they're under those little cones, mm-hmm. and they're like. They're like under the cones trying to cross the street and then like they kind of stop like just in time for a car to just like shoot by, you know, and they don't even realize it. And then they just kind of keep crossing. Yeah. Um, I love I felt like that movie was full of that kind of thing where just these little moments where I thought they were hilarious. And, you know, my kids might not even think that the same things that I thought were hilarious, but that's the beauty of Pixar, you know. Right. So, yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was so cute. I thought it was um, a great sequel and that's hard Mm -hmm. to do. So yeah, kudos. That's interesting because um my my parents, I think their favorite Toy Story is Toy Story Two. Okay. Yeah. So 
I wonder if um like your generation might like mm-hmm. Toy Story two better. Mine seems to really like Toy Story three, I yeah. guess. And then some like the first one. Um but <laughs> for me, my favorite is Toy Story four. Yeah. For some reason. That's actually my number six. Okay. Um I don't know why. I guess that well, I, I, I do know why, but it's like I don't know why it's I'm like the only one in this camp, I mm-hmm. guess, because I watched it. Like I said, I was dreading watching. I was like, this is going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. What do they have to tell here? Because episode or an episode, the third movie was so good. And uh, I watched the fourth one. And like from the beginning, I was like, oh, I see what this is like. Woody's story. Mm-hmm. And um, while Buzz Lightyear was always my favorite character, I was, you know, Woody's the central one. It always seems like. And so um, I really liked it. I thought Toy Story 3 did a good job of closing out like Andy's story and Toy Story 4 was focused on Woody and how he kind of lost his purpose because he lost Andy and then at the end of the movie found a new life for mm-hmm. himself I guess and it had like a send off for the the toys collectively mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting and I wasn't expecting that I wasn't expecting like as much as I did and I also really liked Gabby Gabby mm-hmm. and she was like this really interesting antagonist for a while that had a unique redemptive arc that I wasn't really expecting and I was kind of like creeped out by her for a while yeah. because she had like those really creepy dolls mm-hmm. and I was like this is like the closest thing Toy Story's done to a horror movie and <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> and so um yeah I thought it closed out the story for the the toys really well and um I know it's a really polarizing movie because like I said I know people that absolutely hate it and think it's mm-hmm. just trash and I know people that love it including myself um and I was surprised by that, but uh, yeah, I have to say that Toy Story Four is is uh, yeah. my favorite, which is, I guess, definitely an unpopular opinion. <laughs> I wonder if that's because you said earlier you weren't really into the yeah. franchise anyway. Like you thought it was, you think it's well done, but it's not like it wasn't nostalgic for you, right? And like I said, I feel like Four is just kind of like an add on. So maybe it was kind of just I don't know, like a whole other. Yeah, and you it was could see different, it different too. Eyes. Yeah, it was different because it was like uh, the 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 first three. I felt like kind of had the same formula for their mm-hmm. story. And this one was so different. And I was like, yes. wow, this is different. I like this. And it was like, I kind of wish they all had something a little bit more unique about them. Cause they're, they kind of copy what came before. And then this one was like a total departure. Yes. And that's what people seem to dislike about it. And that's what I liked about yeah. it for whatever reason. So you kind of, I feel like they had to do that. Yeah. You can't keep telling the same story. Right. Over and over again. Yeah. If it works, leave it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. Cool. <laughs> so uh, halfway point, what is your yeah. number five? All right. We're getting into the top five. And my five is Finding Nemo. Cool. Uh, y- you know, it's like, it's just a classic. Yeah. Finding Nemo is so, uh, I'm trying to use new words for Pixar, but it's so clever. <laughs> um, the the acting in it, if I may say, even though they're just little cartoons, like mm-hmm. the acting, the characters are really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Of course, Ellen as um, Dory is just brilliant. Yeah. Um, so hyper. It's funny. Yes. It's um, it keeps you the whole time. You're, you know, rooting for this poor dad who can't, you know, he's so scared of this ocean and mm-hmm. this poor little inven- adventurer fish. Now, of course, the beginning is just like really like every Disney, because I think at this point, is it Disney Pixar? I can't remember. I guess so. Um, You know, the the mom dies and like all the fish die. And it's like, oh my word. It's like the good dinosaur was kind of like that. Yeah, it's like, yes. I heard my kids one day playing and this was probably like a year ago. 
so they were a little bit younger and they're playing with their little toys and they say something like um well let's just pretend the mom dies i'm like thanks <laughs> disney <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's, it's like most most uh disney movies are like okay which parent we're going to kill off we right. have to kill off one have to. <laughs> <laughs> can have just like a happy family <laughs> yeah except but luca didn't do that no it well didn't. well the the kid uh, one of the kids dads had left him yeah. so i guess that counts yes yeah so yeah that's like it just so such a sad beginning um which i don't know how the kids interpret that when they watch it like i wonder what they think it went right over my head yeah okay when I was a kid. That, I wasn't, that's same with mine because it's not like conveyed in this really depressing tone mm-hmm. i just go okay that happened and yeah. then I move on plus it's like fish in a water right you know yeah. and so i'm like <laughs> okay you know fish die yep that sounds like my son oh my word yes 100%. but i'm like the least emotional person ever so i may not be the best example <laughs> for this no he's all head like same like just all like no very literal like, yeah nope i i could definitely see him being that way <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love Toy Story, or uh, Toy Story, Finding Nemo. <laughs> we talk about Toy Story so much, I'm like, still in the habit of saying that. Um, my number five is The Incredibles. Okay. Um, this was another one that I had on repeat as a kid, probably the most, mm-hmm. probably. Um, I think I was four when it came out. Um, I always loved the characters, and Dash was always my favorite as a kid. Probably still is today. Um but I love like the team family dynamic they have going on and they draw inspiration from a lot of stuff that I'm really into like Marvel and DC. Like they clearly draw some inspiration from the fantastic four. Um, and I feel like their city kind of draws inspiration from the 1990s Batman animated series. Oh yeah. And so plus like it draws inspiration from like James Bond and mission impossible. I feel like cause it's like this superhero slash spy movie. And I really like that cause those are types of movies that, I'm a big fan of and I talk about a lot on this podcast Um, and so I think because of that like at a young age when I was already into spy movies and superhero movies and I watched this and it was maybe a little bit more relatable as a kid I was like this is awesome I really liked it it's always stuck with me so yeah I I love The Incredibles that's uh, that's my number five well let's just continue talking about it because that's my number four (laughs) cool (laughs) is the incredibles and admittedly and this is a terrible thing to admit as a mother so sorry any moms out there but i (laughs) my kids had watched this before i watched it okay and um they loved oh my gosh they love the incredibles and like for a while they were like can we have a birthday party that's just incredibles so honestly it was this podcast i was like okay i need to watch the incredibles (laughs) and so you hadn't seen it i hadn't wow and i I think I had starred. It was like one of those like where when you have kids, you're kind of half watching. So I had seen parts of it or like I'd been cleaning while it's on or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't just like sat down and watched it. It came out, you know, kind of in that in-between stage for me where I didn't really have any reason to watch it. And I was just kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. I understand why they like it so much. Um, I kind of am proud of them for liking it so much because it's a little like... um, also mature i think for for a lot of the pixar movies um but it gives these kids i think you know if they're not quite ready for some of the other stuff that you talk about on your podcast yeah um it gives them an entry into that i feel like um and my kids also they they talk about just the, the powers that they have and um you know, Lilia likes the girl who stretches and Logan mm-hmm. likes, you know, Dash, Dash as well. You yeah. know, so it's just so it was so um, captivating and, and it kept me interested. And 
um again the characters too like just that they developed the characters still and yeah um even the parents and their relationship there was like an arc there yeah to see them yeah. kind of work through all this stuff to to the point where they all have to work together as a team at the end so yeah i yeah i'm it is number four for me I think maybe by the end of the second one, Jack Jack was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he just had all these powers and he was basically like Superman because he could just do whatever. Um, but yeah, I think kind of what you were talking about, how um, it kind of is one of these movies that kids can like and then it kind of, I guess, serves as like a foundation for mm-hmm. when they get older to like something else like James Bond or Mission mm-hmm. Impossible. So I can imagine like if kids saw the Incredibles and heard the music and then they go back and watch an old James Bond movie. They're like, wow, the music sounds like the Incredibles. And yeah. Like, nope. The other way around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, I'll have to make sure I correct them on all that kind of stuff as they get older. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, my number four is when you've already talked about Ratatouille. Okay. Um, this is one that was really nostalgic for me. Another one that I had on repeat, but mm-hmm. this one I've watched a lot in school for some reason. I don't know why, but they played it a lot when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know why that was, but um, I love the setting. I love the culture. I think it was like the first Pixar movie that was in a different country or set in a different country. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's Paris, France. Um, and so uh, I really like the visuals and just the overall aesthetic of it because of that. Um, it was unique. And um, on the surface, it seems silly, kind of like what you're talking about. You got this rat that's mm-hmm. a chef, which is like super unsanitary. Yeah. <laughs> and but he like, <laughs> stays in this dude's chef hat and pulls his hair and gets him you know kind of guides him to cook so weird and but i love it mm-hmm. and um i think it has like a really meaningful message about pursuing your passion and being true to yourself and it also one of its biggest themes and i think the reason i really like it is because it talks about innovation a lot and one of the yeah. quotes from uh it was anton ego he was like the food critic guy he said, not everyone can become a great artist, but a great artist can come from anywhere. And I was like, that's awesome because yeah. everybody thinks everybody can be a great innovator, a great artist. But it kind of had an interesting message because it was about there are some people that need to kind of put all these original artistic ideas in a realistic manner, you know. And so it was like, not everybody's going to be an innovator, but there, but the people that aren't still have an important role, I feel like. And I thought that was an interesting message to take away from Ratatouille, especially as a kid's movie. Yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, and so and it's also about, you know, two groups known for um, hating each other. It's got these cooks and the rats, and they come together with a common interest and ultimately influence others. And I thought that was also a really cool message. I feel like it's filled with just, like, awesome messages that um, maybe a lot of people don't see because it's just a, a rat in a kitchen and they're like this is gross <laughs> but i really like it i think it's one of pixar's um most rich movies yeah. um that's kind of what i took away from it though i love how they address the grossness of it at the end i thought this was such a clever moment when he's like okay then he like sticks them through like the dishwasher or something to like clean all <laughs> yeah. the rats before they handle all the food so don't worry it's clean <laughs> they've they've been bathed yeah. it's all good they can be in the kitchen doesn't matter that you're on that they're on your food <laughs> yes who cares it's fine yeah <laughs> uh so yeah that's my uh number four what's your number three all right top three man this was not easy and i'm going to disclaim that really these three i feel like could be in any position but for me 
this is the three I've chosen. So I feel like my three is probably going to be your one, but I could be wrong. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number three for me is Wally. Okay. Wally is brilliant. Yeah. It is so good. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. It's like, I can't think of any, all these movies are so good, but it's hard to come up with different adjectives for them. But um, the idea of this, this, the earth that, you know, humans have destroyed Mm-hmm. And then um, they're off living in this like sedentary lifestyle in this other planet. I mean, <laughs> obviously it's it's not like around the corner, but it's it's yeah. an idea that people have played with in stories a lot because yeah. of our obsession now with entertainment and our obsession with our phones and what a deep message, you know, mm-hmm. that this is what's happening to the world and that this little robot, you know, um, he 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 saves the world you know you know all that kind of thing but and then his little love story and yeah i mean just fantastic wally is got such a great message and i love it yeah well we you said it might be my number one Mm -hmm. but we'll we'll see it in my top three eventually we'll see where it comes in we'll Uh, see my number three is finding nemo all right um like i said his first movie i ever saw in a theater so it's super nostalgic for me and um I really love it. I think it's easy to care about everything happening from the very beginning. And like, it is a bit stereotypical Disney, but it was like at the time where Disney could be stereotypical because they hadn't had 20 plus Pixar movies at the time. It was one of the first. And so I really liked that. Um, And it's just like a fun adventure movie with a lot of depth that I could watch any time. And I feel like because um, I watch a lot of, or listen to a lot of podcasts, listen or watch a lot of YouTubers talk about movies and some of the people that review anything or rank Pixar movies are parents. Mm-hmm. And so there's one YouTuber out there named Sean Chandler who um, reviews a lot of just like pop culture type stuff. So Pixar uh, makes new movies. He re-ranks them all the time. Okay. And he talked about how he had never seen Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. And then he watched it and um, as a parent and that it really resonated with him. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine, like, I've also heard stories about people, you know, watching as a kid, growing yep. up, becoming a parent, and it's, like, completely different because you're not watching it from the, the eye or you're not seeing it from the lens of um, the, uh, from Nemo. I was mm-hmm. trying to think of, like, his name. I was yeah. like, like, Nemo. <laughs> I mean, who? Um, or, and that now when the, the, then they'll grow up and they'll view it through the lens of, of the dad. And right. so I think that's interesting. I think that's something that uh, is really cool about Pixar and, um, uh, I just kind of watch it from both because I'm yeah. still in this middle phase yeah. of everything, but I really like it. It's uh, and the sea turtles are awesome. I think that's one oh, of yeah. the best things that Pixar's ever made. The sea turtles, yes, <laughs> they're awesome. I agree, I agree. Yeah. Well, number two. Okay. So this is the one I've been waiting for to talk about a little bit, and it kind of talks about what you were just saying about how Pixar writes. So my number two is Toy Story. Okay. And I'm putting it there because, and this is also why I said I'm gonna have words with you, but. Uh, toy story was the first ever fully computer animated movie and you have to give credit to that i feel like like oh yeah for sure amazing and so okay so one thing i love about ed catmull's story um is that he he when he was younger he always wanted to be an animator so he would like watch Disney all the time and he would doodle and do those like, you know, those little page things where you do the different, um, the different 
image so that when you flip the pages, you know, it's like a little yeah. mouse running or something. Right. Well, he eventually got a little older and wasn't good enough. He just wasn't good enough. And so like his dream of becoming an animator was basically done. Mm-hmm. So he, um, he, uh, started to study physics <laughs> okay so it was like very different okay <laughs> yeah um but then you know computers came into the scene yeah and really when i was re- i was rereading this just to kind of catch up so i could nerd out to y'all um but it really wasn't that long ago you know like this mm-hmm. is like 80s um to think of how far technology has come since then and how quickly like it's really fascinating but mm-hmm. um he started to get into computer animation based on his like kind of physics background and that part of his mind and um, lead up to 1995, I believe is the day you can fact check me, but um, where toy story, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in between obviously, but Mm. um, where toy story comes out and he did it. Like he was an animator. That's just brilliant to me. And obviously he had a lot of help along the way, but um, so toy story the fact that it's so revolutionary and they didn't even they didn't know if they were going to make it like they yeah. had a deadline. They didn't know if they were going to make it on time. And then they also changed the way stories were told to kids. Yeah. So they like exactly what you were just saying, where a dad can watch Finding Nemo and be like, I get that. I get how I would not want anything. I would search the end of the world for mm-hmm. my child and the child look at it's like, this is an adventure and my dad never lets me do anything or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, that 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 toy story changed that that they were able to tell a story that the parents could not only enjoy but also learn something from the story mm-hmm. along with the kids to the point where you know you're a perfect example where you'll you watch it as a kid and you grew up with this stuff yeah and now i know you say you're at this in between stage but you're still looking at it differently and then mm-hmm. someday when you watch them with your kids it'll be right. a completely different experience like yeah. how amazing is that so there you go toy story <laughs> yeah number I, two. I, I deeply respect toy story i think it's a very um innovative film especially because you know like it's the first computer animated movie so mm-hmm. it's very um like influential for all the other Pixar movies and even like DreamWorks and stuff yes. like that because without Toy Story you wouldn't, we wouldn't have like all these other ones like a lot of the movies we've talked about and then some of the DreamWorks stuff like Shrek and How to Train Your Dragon and yeah. so on and so forth and um, yeah like it's it's uh, I guess the reason like it's not super high on my list yeah. is because I just it, it was right before because it was 1995 yep. so that was five years before I was born mm-hmm. and at that point in time, they had only done two or three. So there was Toy Story, then A Bug's Life, and I don't know if there's anything else in the 90s. Yeah, but, I think you're right. Um, then I also watched it because I watched Soul when that came out mm-hmm. and um, went back and watched Toy Story because I started over. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, the difference yeah. in the visuals. I was like, these toys actually look kind of frightening. <laughs> yeah, yes, agreed. <laughs> and then that's why I say Toy Story 2 is just such yeah. an upgrade, you know? Um I guess because I don't have the nostalgia for it and wasn't around yeah. when it came out. It's just totally to me, it's just kind of like it's good, but I like others better. Yeah. But I still respect it a lot for yeah. what it is, and that's why I put it yeah. um, in my honorable mentions. Yeah. I think that's why, yeah, that aspect of it is why it's my number two, and probably why I love Pixar so much. Which is also yeah. why, because I again going back to your comment about um, Toy Story two being a little better, I actually kind of agree with that. Like I, mm-hmm. I do, but. I just can't, I think for me, I just can't erase all that other stuff because yeah. there wouldn't have been the Toy Story 2 right. yeah. without the Toy Story, you know? So anyways, yeah. Yeah, that's fair my number enough. two. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Wally. 
All right. Yeah. So um, up there. Oh, I, I wonder watched, if our number one is the same. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched Wally for the first time this year. I had never yeah. seen it before that. I don't know when you saw it for the first time, but it was like what 2008, 2009, or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, I remember, I, like, I, this is another one of the only two Pixar movies that people either love or hate. And so I knew a lot of people are like, it's so boring, it's slow, it's just a robot. And I was like, I'm probably going to like it then. So I watched yeah. it and I was like, this is incredible. Like from the so beginning, good. like they have like this, I don't know, like 30 minute segment where nothing is said. Right. And you already care about Wally mm-hmm. as and as a robot. Mm-hmm. He's just artificial intelligence. And but he has a heart, it seems like, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, the second half of the movie is totally different because he goes to space and you know they're trying to get the humans back to earth and everything or that's that's what ultimately happens yeah um but i but i like the irony that it was artificial intelligence is what like um mm-hmm. uh influenced humans to rediscover their humanity yeah i think that's interesting and uh just weird yeah but it works so well and they definitely drew some inspiration from 2001 a space odyssey but um unpopular opinion i like this way better than 2001 a space odyssey (laughs) um uh and so i think this is one of pixar's deepest movies Mm -hmm. um it's very emotional very thought-provoking um that's probably why i like it i also am a big fan of Mm sci-fi and so um this one like really resonated with me and um i don't know if it's one that's going to be super accessible for kids because it can be a little bit slow but i could see it being like one of those movies that kids watch Mm -hmm. and they grow up and they're like oh wow I missed this when I was younger, but yeah. it's because I was younger and I see all this now because it's so deep, you know? Right. Um, I don't know if that would have been my experience with it. I don't know if I would have liked it as a kid, yeah. but I really like it now. But I know some people that hate it as a kid and just like won't watch it again. Yeah. Then I know people who, you know, uh, liked it and kind of, but grew to like it a lot more. So yeah. it's, people seem to have a really unique experience with Wally. Yeah. Um, but it also seems to like, to be one of Pixar's most important movies because people hold it on such a pedestal, mm-hmm. you know, um, and critics love it too. So yeah, yeah that's, that's um, my number two. Yeah. I think if you're listening and you're like a reluctant listener because you're like Pixar, huh? Okay. I'll kind of listen to this because I like McNeil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the movie that you should watch. Like if you're not a big, like you're not going to go watch Toy Story, go watch, go watch Wally. I think you'll like it. So yeah. I think that's one, one to it's pick an up interesting and watch. One. Yeah. All so right. I I do think our number one is going to be the same. Is it if inside it's not, out? N- no. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's not. Inside then what is? Inside Out is my number one. Oh, so it's not Cars movie. 2? It's not. No. <laughs> no Cars made it onto my list. Yeah. Okay. So let's just talk about Inside Inside Out. I mean, oh, this movie is it's so, so good. good. Yeah. I watched it for the first time in the theater with no kids, I don't think. I don't think we had our kids with us. And... I think it came I, out in 2015. Okay, so maybe I did have my son with me. I think maybe we did, and they just were not—they were not as into it as we were. I see because okay. they were little. So 2015, yeah. Logan would have been two. So I okay. maybe we were trying it with him, and he was just like not—you know—he was still so little. But um, we were like bubbling messes, like we were. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't remember if I actually cried, but I know there were tears in my eyes. Yeah. Um, because of this story, and there's so many different aspects to it. I, if I'm trying to like even slow my own brain down right now, but like, because one, <laughs> that there's the aspect of the growing up, just like Toy Story, where the little girl, which I don't remember her name off the top of my head right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm terrible with character names. Um, I almost forgot Nemo's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she, you know, she's growing up and she's dealing with emotions mm-hmm. and. Like how she has that like stuffed animal even that she ends up having to let go of and that that's a totally natural part of life. Um, That aspect of it and how the the one of the I think it was Joy played by Amy Poehler. I think it was her who says, I never want to forget the way that she bit her lip when she's coloring. And I'm like, oh my word. I don't <laughs> want to forget that either. Yeah. You know, like it's just so sweet. There's that aspect of it. And then I love the aspect of dealing with emotions, which yeah. we were just talking about earlier before mm-hmm. we recorded, like not good with emotions. And so yeah, I feel I'm not like emotional at all. <laughs> I'm not good with emotions at all. And um, I was telling, I was telling you that uh, it's through stories and music that I can yeah, access them. Same. Yeah. I love the idea that they're like helping kids and adults kind of process. Like, obviously this isn't a therapy session with inside out, but it talks <laughs> about that. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to have sadness yeah. and not to push it away and to deal with the sadness because when joy just keeps pushing sadness away, like everything falls apart Yeah. and you have to let, you know, this little girl who's growing up, I'd say probably it's a story of a tween, maybe like, like, a, like tween 12, growth. 13. Yeah. Um, and she's got to deal with it. She's got to yeah. deal with the sadness of moving and losing her friends and all this kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and then you've got the brilliance of how they talked about the story with these yeah. little people in the head right. and the it's little so balls creative. and the, I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah. So good. It's brilliant. I think that there's anything to take away from inside out kind of uh, to piggyback off what you were talking about. If um, I think the message I took from it was if or you can't you can't value the joy in life without experiencing the sadness. Yep. And I feel like if you're never sad, how do you know what joy is? You know. Right. So I yeah, think that's that's, good. that's a good thing to take away from it. But like you said, I love how it takes like this it has a very brilliant concept of exploring the mind of a kid and their emotions with joy, anger, uh, sadness, disgust, and What's the other one? I'm missing the other one. Fear. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fear, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the purple one. Um, I think that's really creative, and it's, like, so accessible for anybody. I think, like, this is the best example of a Pixar movie that um, has its target audience, but that anybody can, like, relate to it, you know, like, even mm-hmm. adults, adults of any age, because you see what's going on in the parent's mind, too, at times, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, you see what's going on in the mind of the the boy she encounters and they're all freaking out in his mind going girl girl yeah. girl <laughs> that so part great. cracks me up because ev- <laughs> that's every middle school boy <laughs> and so and I watched it when I was 15 when it came out so what's interesting for me is that I watched all the Pixar movies from whatever came out around 2000 2001 mm-hmm. through about 2007 the Ratatouille and then I kind of got out of Pixar mm-hmm. for a little bit um, and I went more into like the comic book stuff um, I didn't watch anything really that came out between 2007 to 2015 and I watched Inside Out because my mom was a teacher at the time and she was showing this to her students so she wanted me to watch okay. it and I watched it and I was like this movie's incredible and ever since then it's been my favorite Pixar movie. Yes. Um, and so then recently is when I went back and watched all the ones that I missed other than the occasional few that I did see but yeah. Um, and I rewatched everything that I had seen. I just watched yeah. them all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really like it. Like I said, I think it's accessible for anybody. It, the, the themes, I think, anybody can resonate with mm-hmm. um it's, a, it's got a brilliant concept and um it's inter- it you know it talks about mental health it's got positive 
and encouraging messaging for kids about you know men- mental health and experiencing yep. your emotions and it's okay to be sad and that's that's a subject i'm interested in even though i'm somebody that's not super emotional yeah. i feel like i have a grip on them i'm just not like i don't prioritize them as much sure. because i just like you know uh i don't care and <laughs> then <Yeah>. move on <laughs> but um i'm a psychology major which yeah. is also kind of ironic but i i find people interesting mm-hmm. and so um more so than i think a lot of people go into it because they're interested in themselves mm-hmm. and then i think it's better to go the other way around if you're interested in other people and so i think because i'm so fascinated by psychology this movie you know obviously is about psychology and yeah. it's uh interesting to watch it through that lens as i've gotten older instead of being 15 i was like it resonated with me i couldn't figure out why but yeah. i've always been interested in that subject mm-hmm. and so um yeah i think it's a really cool movie it's really interesting and it's i think it's brilliant i think yeah. it's 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 no doubt in my mind number number one i don't me. think they've really touched the brilliance of that scene and the way that they 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 presented it really since i don't know like i just feel like yeah it's just on such a pedestal for me i guess um you mean like there hasn't been anything after Inside Out? Correct. That, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of running out of ideas. I know. I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know the movie coming out next is, um, I can't remember what it was. I didn't see the trailer. But I feel like the premise was like a girl who farts and turns into something mm. giant. I can't remember. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I could okay. be completely wrong. Yeah, let's rem- let, we have to remember like skeletons and, and sea creatures, True. but we liked it. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> doesn't sound intriguing at the moment. But. Farting. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I don't know. Sounds like my son would like it. <laughs> the one that I am looking forward to is um, the Lightyear movie. You know okay. about that? No. So they are making. I was watching. What was it? Um, the Disney Expo, something from last year. They did this virtual event, and they announced everything that was coming out for Pixar, Marvel everything okay and for pixar they talk about all their movies coming out next and one of the ones that sounded really interesting was called lightyear it's about buzz lightyear okay. but it's not about the buzz lightyear we know it's about the movie that his character is based on okay and cool. so it's going to be that and chris evans is going to voice um buzz lightyear and i was like captain america is buzz lightyear all right cool <laughs> <laughs> i'm down i'm sold yeah. so i think that's what i'm looking forward to i can't remember what else there was other than this one um I forget the name of it, but they, I think they just released a trailer. It's about the, might have been called like Turning Red or something like okay. that. It was, I think it's about a kid who farts. I am and turns looking into, into this. Something giant. This. I can't remember. <laughs> I got to look it up eventually because I, I feel like I'm explaining that entire premise incorrectly <laughs> and I'm going to be a fool, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. I mean, I hope you're wrong, but. I mean, Same. who I knows? Hope I'm Maybe wrong too. <laughs> in a couple years we'll redo this and the fart movie will be our number one. Who yeah. Knows? <laughs> Maybe. Better than Inside Out. Yes, this just was amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely don't think it'll top Inside Out. I don't think anything can for me at least. Yeah. I don't know about you, but it's um, so good. Yeah, but uh yeah, this was this was awesome. I love Pixar, I love talking about it. Um Me too. So uh where can people find you on social media? Well, if you're interested in um you know, just everyday uh, pictures of children. Um, I am on RK. I am RKaser on um, Instagram. R K A S E R. So um, yeah, I. Uh, cool. It's just mainly kids and me and life. And sometimes I have a thought and I'll put it in a story. You know, and I'll share it with the world. Cool. Well, I'll be sure to link your information in the description right. of this episode. But once again, Becca, thanks for joining me today on this episode. It was a lot of fun. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, be sure to follow or subscribe to the McNeil and Friends podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating and review if you want to help support the podcast. You can follow the McNeil and Friends podcast on Instagram at mcneil.and.friends.podcast. Message me on Instagram to let me know your thoughts on Pixar movies. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at McNeil Mulliken Letterboxd, where I post movies I watch and write reviews. Also, you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Twitter. You can also find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Patreon. Support this podcast by becoming a patron if you so desire. All of this information can be found on the McNeil and Friends podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com. You can find a link that will take you to all these locations in the description of this episode. If you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. And once again, thank you for listening.